0: Verse twenty-four in the New Living Translation. This is red letter, so Jesus is speaking. Matthew seven twenty-four in New Living. It says, "Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is it is what follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock." though the rains come and the torrents and the floodwaters rise and the, way the winds beat against that house, it will, won't collapse because it is built on the bedrock. Amen. All right, just seeing if you're still there. Verse 26, But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds house on the sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. But notice there was a house that was built on the sand, but there was a house built on the rock. So, today, if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Building on the Rock. Building on the Rock. So, that's what we want to share with you today. And and I want to talk uh, just a little bit, just out of my heart. This is not a series, just something I've been thinking about. But the name of this church is Church on the Rock. Uh, We don't mention the name of church on the rock because kind of, you know, you know what the name of church is and it's been that way for 33 years, church on the rock. And actually dad told me he wasn't even going to name it church on the rock. He was going to name it something else, but God told him to name it church on the rock. So we're going to talk about that today and really the meaning and something I've been thinking of. Why are we church on the rock? What does it mean for us? And what's something that's really um, something that, Other people, they look at our church and they say, well, this is something that's uh, really unique to their church, their church on the rock. And, And you realize there's other church on the rocks around the country and around the world. We're not the only one, but that is the name of our church. It's been that way for 33 years, Church on the Rock. So that's what we're going to talk about today is Church on the Rock and what that means, but building our lives on the rock. And we see that God, throughout his word, is revealed as a rock. Now, we're not getting new age here because God is not a literal rock. He's not a tree. He's not the river. But you realize when you read the Bible, they give word pictures of what God is like. Um, And they say, you know, God is like the rain because he comes down and he brings refreshing and he makes everything grow. He's not literally the rain, but he's like the rain or God's like a tree or God's like a rock or God's like a stream or God's like this and that. It's a word picture. He's not literally that, but he's giving you an example. And many times throughout the entire Bible that God, something that comes up a lot is God is a rock. God is a fortress. God is a foundation. God is the cornerstone. We just read that the other day. That God is a rock, and and I want to tell you some things that come from that. A rock is a place of safety. A rock, now you can write this down, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. A rock is a place of protection. A rock is a place of stability and strength. It's not moving. A rock is a place, especially in those times when they didn't have the uh, construction and architecture that we have today, a rock was a place of shelter. And protection, of safety, of strength. It was something that meant it was unchanging. Not like the sand or other things. It was unchanging. It was unmoved. It was a rock. And a lot of times in the Bible it refers to God as a rock. Now you got to go with me here because we're going to go from the start to the finish here. So the Bible reveals God as a rock and we build our lives on the rock, which is Him. Let me give you a few verses from the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 32. In verse 4 it says, he is the rock, his deeds are perfect. Notice, not the actor. Okay. He is the rock, his deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright is he. Next verse, let's go into the Psalms. Psalm 18 in verse 2, it says, the Lord is my rock. My fortress, my savior, my God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Come on, are you hearing me today? Let's go to the next verse. Psalm 62, 6. And this is just a, a sampling of all the verses that are about rock in the Bible. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. So we see that God in the Bible is revealed as a rock. He is a place of protection and safety. He's a place of strength. He's a place of stability. He's a place of shelter for those who are in need. And we see that especially in the book of Psalms, David, who was a man after God's own heart, he probably had the most revelation out of any Old Testament person about who God is. And he referred to God so many times as God is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our salvation. He is our shelter. He is our comfort. He is our protection. And so we see that God revealed as a rock. And we build our lives on that rock. So let's look back at Matthew 7, verse 24. In the New Living Translation, when I was reading this earlier, I was getting mixed up because I'm used to reading it in the New King James. So this is the New Living Translation. So it says, Jesus' teaching here, he says, anyone who listens to my teaching, that's Jesus, and follows it is wise. How many want to be wise? Okay, a few people. Like a person who builds a house on the solid rock. And though the rains come come and torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. How many know you don't build a house on sand? You gotta go to the bedrock if you want it to last, or the wind and the waves will take that house out to sea. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds his house on sand, and when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So I'm trying to talk to you today about building our life on the rock. Building our life on the rock. So it talks about two different people, and it talks about building their house. Now what is their house? Their life. Your house in this is your life. And some people build their house on the rock, which is God, but some people build their house on sand, which are things that change. They build their, their life on their career. They build their life on their health. They build their life on their children. They build their life on their job and their friends and their hobbies. They build their life on the world. They build their life on their clothing. They build their life on their cars and their houses. They build their life on superficial things. They build their life on sand. Or even worse, they build their life on the news. (laughs) Which is always changing. And it says there's two different people, one that built their house on the rock and one who built their house on the sand. But notice what happened. The storms of life came to both houses. Now, this is something we need to understand because we're a faith church. We are faith people here. But sometimes faith people think that just because I'm saved and I'm a faith person that I'm never going to be challenged or just because i love god i'm never going to get a bad doctor's report or just because i love god i'm never going to have an unexpected bill or just because i love god i'm never going to have a child that tries to go do their own thing no that's that's not what a faith person is because storms of life come to everyone the righteous and the unrighteous the just and the unjust And that's not your fault. That's just a byproduct of you living in this planet. Because you live here, you face those things. And there's no getting out of it. Because it says Satan is the god of this world. And we're under his system and the world is under his influence and so we are under those effects of sin, of Satan, of the world. Now we can overcome, but we still feel those effects because we live in a fallen world. So everything's not perfect and we don't live in the suburbs with a white picket fence and we don't have any issues. No, the storms of life come to everyone, the righteous and the unrighteous, the person who built, built their house on the rock and the person who built their house on the sand. So storms, challenges, tribulations, whatever you want to call it, came to both houses. And they will come to both houses. And what you're built on will determine if you're still standing when the storm is over. Come on now, are you here today? what you're built on. And we don't find that out till you go through something. Isn't that true? You'd be shocked. Faith people in this church been here 20 years. Notebooks. They listen to podcasts and they get one bad report and they go nuts. And they lose it. What does that say? All these years, you were not building your life on the rock. You were building it on the sand. And you just fooled everyone into thinking that you were really built on the rock when you were built on the sand. Because you don't know what you're built on until something happens. Now, I didn't mean our emotions are not going to freak out when something happens. I didn't mean we're not going to feel anything. We are. But we know when people fall apart and they've been in a faith church and they've been in a word church all these years, what they were really built on. Because you don't know until times of adversity. And then you see what you're really built on. Some people in those situations give up their relationship with God. They give up on church. They give up on life. By one bad report. That shows what you built on, which is sand. Now think about storms as you feel them. Didn't say you're not going to feel it. But I am going to say that when you build your life on the rock, you'll still be standing when it's over. You might have a few shingles missing. You might have a door that flew off. You might have a rock that flew through the window. But you'll still have a house. And the good thing about that, you know plenty of repairmen that can come and just fix it. It'll be all right. You got a few scars, it'll be all right. Your house doesn't look like it used to, it'll be all right. It can get fixed. But that's just a part of living in this planet. And I can't lie to you as a preacher and say that it's all going to be puppies and kittens and rainbow sprinkles. Because it's not. And that doesn't change that God is good. Doesn't change that God is not our healer and deliverer and provider. But how do we know he is? When we go through those things, we realize, oh, this is not just preacher talk. He really is my healer. He really is my provider. He really is my deliverer. He really is my peace when I'm not peaceful. He really is my joy when I'm depressed. That's when you find out what you're really built on. Come on, are you here today? And so we build our lives on the rock, therefore church on the rock. Church on the rock. And I love this. It says anyone who listens, notice what Jesus says, anyone who listens to these teachings and follows it is like a person who builds his house on the rock. Other translations say those who listen And do what I say. The Passion Translation says this. Those who listen and apply it to your life. That's the difference. Because we can all hear the Word of God, but that's just the first step. You can write this down. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But that's just the first step. You don't got it just because you heard it. Because Jesus said anyone who listens. It didn't say those are the people whose lives are built on the rock. It says anyone who listens and does. Big difference. Not just anyone who listens. Because anyone who listens has faith. But their life is not built on the rock till they do what they've been listening to. Or like the Passion says, those who listen to the Word of God. What's the Word of God? This. And they apply it to their life. Those are the ones whose life is built on a rock. Not the ones who attend church. First step. That's a good step. Not those who listen in church, not those who take notes in church. Now, these are all good things, but they're just the first step. But those who listen and do, that's the difference. Listen and apply. Listen and they follow the teachings that they heard. That's whose house is built on a rock that's whose house is built on a rock not just those who listen but those who listen and do those who listen and apply it those who listen and when they leave church they don't forget what they heard so during the week they don't just listen and say ah man pastor Jordan he's just such a good preacher God bless him. No, they actually listen and they go back over it during the week. And they look at the scriptures and they say, God, how can I apply this to my life? And if they forgot something, they listen back to the podcast. And they say, God, help me put this into practice in my life. Help me be a doer of the word. Help me actually build my life on the rock. Because if you listen and leave and don't go do anything with it, your life is built on sand, not on rock. But you won't really know that till a crisis. And then it's too late. Ever heard that statement? You know, you can't build a house in a hurricane. You can't. (laughs) Like dad said, you can't just do emergency tongues on the way to the emergency room. It might work. It might. Because God is merciful and God is loving and God is kind. But why live like that? Why live like that? So it says, anyone who listens to me, my teachings, now this is Jesus, follows it, is wise. He's like a person who builds his house on solid rock. He listens and he does. He listens and he applies it to his or her life. That's whose house is built on the rock. No, no, a lot of people in here have been here a long time. And trust me, for you guys, it's easier to just hear it and think you got it than new people. It's a lot easier for you to go through the motions and think that you're really built on the rock because you've heard it so many times. But that doesn't mean anything just because you've heard it so many times. Have you done what you've heard? Have you applied what you've heard? Have you gone beyond? Pastor Jordan did a good job on the message. I feel better about my life. And you forget it the next week. So the longer, trust me, you've been in church and you've been in a relationship with God, it is easier to just hear it and think you got it when you don't got it. It's easier to think just because I heard it, you're doing it when you're not. It's easier to listen to it and think you have it when you have never applied it to your life. And your life is not built on the rock. It's built on sand. So hearing is just the first step. Listening is just the first step. You need to follow, do, apply to your life. You guys still here? Okay. So it's real easy to say this. It's real easy for people to say, my life is built on the rock, which is God. Or they say, well, my life is built on Jesus. So I'm like the person in the story who built his house on the rock. My life is built on Jesus. But just the word Jesus can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Jesus is so vague when you say that. Jesus is like a refrigerator scripture when you say it in this context. Your life is built on Jesus. Well, how so? Most people will say, well, uh, I go to church. I got an elevation worship CD in my car. Those are all good things. But there's something we need to take it a step deeper because Jesus said, those who listen to me His words and actually do it, those are the ones who their life is built on the rock. So we can't just say, My life is built on Jesus. We got to get down to what it really means. And what it really means is this Jesus and His word are one. Jesus and His word are one. So when we say our life is built on Jesus, we got to be more specific. Our life should be built on the word of God. Our lives should be built on the word of God. And a lot of people saying, Jesus, don't do this. It just makes himself feel better when you say, my life's built on Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't do this, so it's not. It's quiet in this Methodist church. So Jesus in his word or one. What did he say? Listen to my words. Everybody say words. He said listen to my words and then do it and apply it to your life. And those are the ones whose life is built on the rock. Something about church on the rock, and you know this, for 33 years, you know in this church, you're going to hear the word. That's why this is church on the rock. Because you're going to hear the word. You're not just going to hear about Jesus. You're going to hear about the word. Because Jesus and the word are one. A lot of people say they're preaching Jesus and preaching the word. And they're only preaching half of this. Then you're not. Now they can love us or they can hate us. But they can't ever say that Church on the Rock does not preach the word. Is that not right? That's why we've been such a strong church for a long time. Raising up strong people. Raising up strong families. Why are you so strong? Why are you so stable? Why is this church the way it is? Because they're built on the word which is the rock. Not just this idea of Jesus in the sky sweetened by and by. No, on the word. Because Jesus and his word are one. Are you picking up what I'm laying down today? Jesus and his word are one. Let me show you why. John 1 and verse 1. John 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. Now, he's talking about Jesus. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. Let's look at verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. That's Jesus. And he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's talking about Jesus. So you can't say you're building your life on Jesus, and you're not doing the Word. Because Jesus and His Word are one. You can't separate the two. If you're building your life on Jesus, you're building your life on His Word you're listening to it, and you're applying it to your life. And those are the ones who get the results. Those are the ones who their life is built on a rock. That's why we're church on the rock. Are you here? Jesus and his word are one, so you can't separate the two. It's easy to say Jesus and be very vague about it. But you got to get a little more intentional To get into this Bible, this Word, which is God speaking to you. Jesus and His Word are one. If we say we listen to Jesus, then we listen to the Word. If we say we do what Jesus tells us to do, we do what the Word tells us to do. Because Jesus and His Word are one. And that's how we build our life on the rock. So when the storms of life come, our life is built on the rock and not on sand. Because not only have we heard it, but we do it, what the Word has to say. You guys follow me today? So we have to get intentional about this book. The Word of God. We have to get in it like never before. My challenge for you guys is this. You've never lived at an easier time in human history to get into your Bible. You've never lived at an easier time to get into your Bible in human history. There's hundreds of translations that you can understand. If you say, I can't understand King James... I can't either. That's why we're not using it. But there's hundreds of other translations you can't understand. There's study Bibles. There's devotionals. There's all sorts of resources that are all free for you to be able to get into your Bible 24-7. I have two Bible apps on my phone that have hundreds of translations that I could read anytime I want, and it's free. And if I'm so lazy, I can even click a button and it will read the Bible to me. Think about this for a second. and I don't want to stir you up, Americans. There is people in China that have one page of one part of the Bible, and they read it every day. And they cry over it every day, and they try to do it every day, and they have one page of the Bible. And they would lose their life for a whole entire Bible that they could read just one day of their life. How spoiled do we have to get? Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's people in other countries, if they have a Bible in their possession, they could be executed. And you have 300 translations on your phone to read whenever you want. (laughs) With study Bibles, with Word resources, with a podcast that can read the Bible to you and explain everything. It's all free. And we're saying we can't get into the Word. Word. And we say we can't listen to the word. The Bible doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't see what the Bible is saying. No, you just don't want it. You just don't want it. You just don't care. It's there. If you want it, it's there. And I want to challenge you, get into the Word like never before. Once again, it's not enough that you just hear a good message on Sunday. What are you doing with Monday through Saturday? That determines what your life is built on, not what happens on Sunday morning. That's just the first step. That's just the start. That's just the foundation. But what are you doing Monday through Saturday? Getting into the Word, whether you are reading it, on your phone, or whether you're reading it on your computer, or whether you have an old school Bible. Because that's me. I got an old school Bible. Or you listen to a podcast of it, or you listen to the Bible, have someone read it to you. There's ways to do it. And that's what determines what your life is built on. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to challenge you today. Because Jesus said anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, their life will be the life built on the rock. The one who does it, the one who listens and applies it to their life, that's the person built on the rock. And you know what? At this church, it's been so easy because you get that every week. You don't even got to come up with stuff for yourself. You get it every week. But notice that's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. You listen to it. Now it's in your hands. So you can't blame pastor on your lack of building. You can't blame your family on your lack of foundation. You can't blame your children on the way your house is. Because once you hear it, whose responsibility is it? It's yours. It's mine. And I'm speaking this from experience because I've been a church kid my whole life. So if anyone could tune out a message or two, it could be me. And I have. Mainly the ones that mom preached. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love you. God bless you. God bless you. But you got to hear it. And then you got to do it. Apply it to your life. You, are you getting challenged today? Those are the ones whose house is built on the rock. Now, we would all say we want that to happen in our life. No one would say, I volunteer to have a house built on sand and watch my life self-destruct. I was like, yeah. No one would say that. But your actions every day are either building it on the sand or building it on the rock. No one else. Are you hearing me? No one else. If my house is not built on a rock, it's not my parents' fault. It's not my pastor's fault. It's not my family's fault. If I'm listening to the word, it's my responsibility to listen and do. Listen and apply it to my life. Listen and follow the teachings. Now let's look over at James 1, verse 22. I know I'm excited. I'm just trying to stir you up today. James 1, 22. This is a favorite verse of mine. Let's look at this. James 1, New Living. But don't just listen to God's word. Stop. Why? Because that's just the first step. You need to listen, but that's... It goes more than that. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Be a doer of the word. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, that's the word. And if you do what it says, are you hearing that again? If you do what it says, not just listen, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Let's jump back to the first part again, James 1, 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Leave that up there. Don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Are you hearing me? Don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Now, why is James giving you this warning? Because he knows for all of us in here, it's a trap. That we all get stuck in thinking just because we heard it, we're living it. Just because we heard it, we're doing it. And James gives this warning, because James is a pastor to a church, and he says, don't just listen to God's word, because he knows a lot of people stop right there. They leave the service, and a lot of you will say, I got it, when you're leaving. No, you didn't get it. You heard it. You only get it when you do it. You only get it when you apply it to your life. You must do what it says, otherwise... You're only fooling yourself. You're only fooling yourself. The thing about self deception is you never know it's you. Isn't that true? If you knew, you wouldn't be deceived. But since you don't know, you're only fooling yourself. That's why somebody has to come in from the outside, like a pastor, and say, wake up. Yes, sir. You're fooling yourself, and you don't see it because you're self-deceived. So you can't see it. So you have to have a pastor or a friend or someone to speak into your life and say, wake up. You're fooling yourself. You're deceiving yourself because you're only listening to it and you're never doing it, so your life is not going to change. And you might think that your life is built on the rock but it's been built on sand all these years just because you've heard it and got a lot of notebooks full of notes doesn't mean anything. Because you have to do it. Do what it says. Be a doer of the word of God. That's when you build on the rock. Are you hearing me today? And that's what I'm trying to do today. Because trust me, all of us have been self-deceived. We have fooled ourselves. I'll raise my hand first. We've been in services and said, I got that, and go out and live a different way. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got notebooks full of that. Oh, I heard that in Bible school one day. But are you doing any of it? You're self-deceived. You're fooling yourself. And the reason I'm trying to warn you is this. Storms of life are coming, So get it together before it hits. Things are coming. I'm not trying to prophesy that into your life. But I'm warning you, build it on the right thing before it hits. (laughs) Build your life on the things that matter before the bad report. Before the bill that you can't pay, before your child wanting to go their own way, before those situations, I'm warning you as a pastor, do those things. Build it on the rock. Stop fooling yourself. Stop being self-deceived. I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there. Let's just say amen to that. But the point is, now you have a chance to change it. A chance to say, I'm not just going to hear, I need to hear, that's the first step, but I'm going to do what the word has to say. I'm not going to be self-deceived or fool myself anymore. I'm going to build my life on the rock, not the sand. Before a crisis hits, before the storms of life hit, I'm going to build my life on something stable. Something unchanging, on something that's strong and able to hold me and give me shelter, which is the Word of God. Are you getting this today? Because you can't wait to build it in the middle of it. Something might work, but it will be the mercy of God. And trust me, we could all say amen to that too. The mercy of God has gotten us out of a lot of situations. Some of them self-induced. And the mercy of God saved our... All right, I was going to say behind, but... We've got saved many a times. We could all say that out of a lot of situations. The mercy of God has saved us and healed us and helped us. And God will still do that, but, but the bigger thing is God's looking for some people that don't always need to be rescued. <laughs> some people that don't always have a crisis and emergency every other week. Some people that are built on the rock. So when other people are going through it, they say, well, you can come to our house. Let me help you. Let me pray for you. Let me be a strength for my church, for my family, for my community, instead of me being the person who's always on the sand. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And really, for the most part, that's what our church has been. But why has it been that way? The word, not the building, not the way we dress, not the music. Not the chairs, not the AC, not the bulletins, not the PowerPoint, not the website, not the social media. Why has our church been the way it's been? The Word. The Word. Because we know if it's built on the Word, it's got to last. It's got to be strong. It's got to be a place that when the storms of life hit, it will still be standing. Built on the rock. Church on the rock. Come on, you should be proud to say your name in the community after today. Where do you go to church? Church on the Rock. What church do you go to? Church on the Rock. There's just something about that that has some strength to it. It should. Has some authority to it. Don't be ashamed to tell tell them where you go to church. Church on the Rock. Well, I heard something about that church one time. Church on the Rock. (laughs) What'd you hear? It was good? You heard it was next level? You heard that you needed to come? Is that what you heard? I don't know what you heard. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's look at a couple more verses, and we're going to close today. Building our life on the rock. So we must... Hear it, but hear it and do it. We must listen, but listen and apply it. And when we do that, notice, that's when our life is built on the rock. Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. Do what it says. Don't deceive yourself. So I want to tell you, uh, just as we go, a couple things to encourage you about doing the Word of God. Let's look at Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. The word of God is alive and powerful. So this book that we have right here is not just another book. It looks like another book, but this is not another book. This book is alive and full of power. And it has the ability to heal you and deliver you and set you free and turn you into a different person. Because this is not just another book. It's alive and it's full of power. Now, why is it alive and full of power? Because God breathed it out. And these words are inspired by God. They are God-breathed, God-ordained, and the same Holy Spirit that helped write these words is the same Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. So when you read it, the Holy Spirit who wrote this knows how to bring it alive and make it powerful to you. It's not just another book. So many people treat it like that, but it's not. That's why when they come home from church, this is what they do. You know the next time they see it? Sunday morning. Where's that Bible? Okay, yeah, let me act like I was reading in it. Underline this, underline this, okay. All right, (laughs) going to church. This is what they do after church. Every week, it's alive And it's full of power. It's God breathed. You say, well, men wrote it. Yes, they did. As the Holy Spirit gave them the words to write. And this word is alive and full of power. That's why it's able to change your life. That's why it's able to change you from the inside out. That's why it's so powerful. And when you do it because it's alive and powerful, you build your life on that word. Let's look over at John or Luke 1, verse 37. And they amplified. I love this, it says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Listen to this again, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power. Some translations say that no word of God is void of power. So that means, hear me here, every word that you read in this book has power in it to help you do it. God wouldn't have told you to do it if he didn't give you the power to do it. He would be wrong for doing that if he told you to do something that you can't do. And a lot of times church people read this and say, I can't do it. I can't do this. This is too hard. This is too much. Yes, it is for you. But there is no word of God void of power. So God told you to do it. There is power to go with it to do what God told you to do. There is no word of God void of power or impossible of fulfillment. This word is alive and full of power. So if God told you you need to do this, there is power to do it. If God told you in the word to do another thing, there is power to do it. So many people give up and say, I can't do this. You can't. But God can. And he's the one living on the inside of you. And he gave you the Holy Spirit to be the helper of the word. I'm preaching better than you're responding. He can't do it, but he can help you do it. And he comes to give you the power and ability to do his word and to do his will. That's what the Word of God has in them. So many people say, I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too much. Because you heard it and you're like, well, I got to do it now. I heard what Pastor said, I got to apply this to my life. I heard what he said. What did we just read? The Word of God has power in it. There is no word void of power in the book. And if He told you to do it, there's power to do it. Now, if He didn't tell you to do it, there's no power to do it. But if He told you, that's where the power is in His Word. Come on, are you getting this today? There's power. So when you leave today, it's not, i got to remember everything that was said in the message and just do it. I got to try as hard as I can. I know I'm going to fail. I know it's a lot. (laughs) Ah, man, I got to be a doer of the word. That's not what I'm talking about. If you leave thinking that way, that's not what I said. But most church people hear it that way. That's why they give up. Do you know that? That's why people give up. They go, okay, I tried to do it and it didn't work. I'll just come and hear it and be encouraged and leave and go home the same way. Not realizing There's power to do it. There's ability that's God given to do His Word. It's called the Holy Spirit. The same one who wrote this is the same one who lives on the inside of you and helps you do what these men of God wrote down in this book to do. It's alive and it's full of power. And that's how we build our lives on the rock, on the Word. We hear it, we listen, but then we do it. We apply it, we follow it, we make it a part of our life. And not in a thing of duty, but a thing of desire. Not I have to, I get to. Not I can't do this. You know that God lives on the inside of you and he's going to help you do this. There's no word in here void of power. You ever heard somebody say when you're dealing with something, what's the scripture you have for that? Now why do they say that? Because there's power in that scripture to change your situation. And somebody like, why are you asking me that? Because there's no word in here void of power. And God is just waiting for somebody to be a doer of what he's already said. The power's here. He's just waiting for someone to plug into it. He's waiting for someone to get involved with what he's already said because there's power here to do it. Are you receiving this today? There's power in his word to help you do it. So as we leave, think about this. When you go home today, or tomorrow when you get in your Bible or you listen to the the Bible on podcasts or whatever you do, after you're done, don't just listen. Think about it. Meditate on it. And then you have to get real, real with yourself. You have to get really, really real With yourself. And after you're done with all that, if you want to be a doer, and you want your life on the rock, you have to say, how can I apply this to my life? How can I do what I just heard? How can I follow what I just read in the Bible? Because if you don't take that next step, it's just like hearing the word of God And still building your house on the sand. How can I apply this to my life? How can I practically do this? How can I follow the teachings that I just read in the Bible? Because there's a way. Are you hearing me? There's a way. There's power to do it. You got to tap into it if you want your life to be built on the rock and trust me then that's when your life starts changing when you go from just listening listening that's nice that's encouraging to how do I apply this to my life how do I be a doer of the word and you're excited about it because you know the whole time God's gonna give me the power to do it if I just step out cause there's no word in here void of power And you're excited because you realize when I start doing it, who comes to help you? The Holy Spirit. A lot of times the Holy Spirit is unemployed in our lives. Because we're not doing anything for Him to help. And He's just waiting. Be a doer and I'll come help you. Step out and I'll come help you. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. There's power in his word to help you do everything he's told you to do. There's power to help you follow Jesus. There's power to do what he says. There's power to live this victorious Christian life. It's never on your own. It's never by yourself. It's never, I just got to try hard and do better. That's religion. That's why people give up. But there's power in his word to change your life. And there's power to build on the rock. Did you guys get anything today?